I'm not so sure I love this. And pick a nurse to go with you. I'm not so sure I hate it either. <laughs> You have a grating voice. Oh, it's just a modest voice. I never thought of it as great. Get me General Roberts. You're afraid that's impossible? Try not to be afraid, Captain. You're supposed to be a soldier. Ah! Ah! I haven't even started yet. I'm just practicing. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me once again, Simon. Hi, gentlemen. Today we're discussing Season 6, Episode 13, Comrades in Arms, Part 1. This is the 135th episode overall, directed by Burt Metcalf and Alan Alda, written by Alan Alda, Originally aired on December 6, 1977, and the production code is Y116. different operas and they are both out of tune don't blame me i didn't write this stuff as you were i'm always as i were but thanks anyway i need a volunteer for a business trip <laughs> i haven't volunteered since my draft board tied me up in a gunny sack and sent me over here the 8063rd is all agog over our arterial transplant technique and gog they should we're fantastic you know what you need is a humility transplant unfortunately you'll never be a donor <laughs> how unkind. They heard we know how to save a leg when the artery is destroyed, and the CEO up there begged me to send in my best surgeon to demonstrate the technique. Oh, now, really, Colonel, I'm far too busy to go traipsing over to every MASH unit that's too lazy to read a paper on the subject. You're just proud of your buns, Major. I'm sending Pierce. I thought you said volunteers. I was breaking it to you gently. Why me? Indeed, why him? Yeah, why him? Because he's done dozens of them. My goodness, but you boys are competitive. You're leaving the morning at 0800, so pack up your old kit bag and uh, give us a little smile. I'm not so sure I love this. And pick a nurse to go with you. I'm not so sure I hate it either. <laughs> Plot summary for this episode. The 8063rd CO asked Colonel Potter to send his best surgeon to demonstrate a 4077 speciality procedure, the arterial transplant. Colonel Potter asks Hawkeye to go to the chagrin of the other surgeons. Instead of allowing Hawkeye to choose his own nurse, Margaret insists she accompany Hawkeye. En route to the 8063rd, the 4077th jeep is shelled and disabled, leaving Margaret and Hawkeye to abandon the jeep and seek refuge in a dilapidated hut. Hawkeye is annoyed because Margaret is super bossy, but he connects her moodiness with the letter she keeps rereading. The pair drink Japanese scotch and pray no artillery or enemy will find them. As Colonel Potter, BJ, Mulcahy and Klinger call everyone from my corp to Tokyo to find their lost teammates. Before you go in there and scrape off your current layer of Korea, we have a request for one doctor and one nurse to demonstrate arterial transplants at the 8063rd. Captain Pierce will be the doctor. And one of you lucky folks will be the nurse. Now, I need someone who can explain this procedure fast and simple. 
Someone with good hands, who's about five feet five, with freshly laundered hair, who does not have a tendency to giggle in the dark. <laughs> if you remember, Captain, I assisted when Dr. Borelli taught you that operation. Yes, and you were wonderful, Major, just wonderful. Could I take a look at your hands? Uh, you're not going to look at her hands or any other part of her. I'm going with you. Well, I think a doctor should choose his nurse. I'm going with him, period. End of sentence. Comma, she is in charge of the nurses. You said it! Exclamation point. Let's put it on a volunteer basis. Why don't I go with this volunteer here? Because this is a nursing staff, not a harem. Margaret, may I tell you something in short, easy-to-understand words? Tell her tomorrow at 0800. Now, right. yeah. now I'm sorry I didn't use all the hot water. And for guest stars in this episode... We have none. None at all. Which is which is actually wrong to a certain degree, um, because I did. Oh, no, there's yeah, because yeah, you've got you've got at least a group of people, a group of Korean uh, yeah. soldiers in the jeep. But I suppose they are they're dropping drop. And then you got the one guy who dies outside, and then you got the other guy, the other soldier who comes in. <laughs> yeah, I was I was surprised. IMDb had no one listed as a guest star. No, so I think that that they are literally the catering company. Uh, who clearly there is after some Korean food or Japanese or Chinese food, because let's face it, they just use anybody as long as they look slightly foreign. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, so none. We have none. no guess. Easiest no guess for me to write on this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring my tabby. You have a grating voice. Oh, it's just a modest voice. I never thought of it as great. Grating, ting, ting. Hello? What? It's a game, right? Like knock, knock? You say ting, ting, I say hello? Okay, go ahead. Hello? What's the joke? The joke is that of all the people I could have driven 40 miles into the wilderness with, I had to get an orangutan. Look, Margaret, why don't we make the best of this? no reason we can't pass the time pleasantly. Why don't you read me your letter? Why don't you eat your steering wheel? Just trying to be friendly. What are you doing? Getting out of here. What do you think I'm doing? He's moving! You watch how fast I move once I turn around. Straight ahead! They're not going to hit anything! They're hitting the road! You don't call that anything? What are you going to do? Go backwards all the way home? I'm trying to find a place to turn around! So let's go ahead and move on to the discussion of this episode. You want to start us off, Meds? Yeah, okay. Well, look, I mean, uh, I, I've given these 10 out of 10. Uh, really? Is, yes, I did. I tell you the Really? I, yeah, there's, there's two reasons for this. It's uh, one of the episodes uh, I first remember ever watching of MASH. Um, okay. uh, and so it's kind of like a bit of a childhood thing. It's a bit of a, oh, it just so reminds a me of... Nostalgia. Thing, nostalgia. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of nostalgia in this. Although, uh, I, I my... I can only go by my notes that I've written on here, uh, although like what we've said in a past podcast uh, is the fact that sometimes when me and you were talking about stuff, we either suddenly like it a lot more or we dislike it a bit more. There's, yeah. part, there's parts of me now which I'm thinking actually it's not 10 out of 10, it's probably more 8 out of 10 because there's one really bad niggling thing that actually happens in the second episode, which I'll talk about to you then. Um, 
there's some lovely lines in this. The fact that Charles has to correct BJ and a hawk when he says, uh, you do know that you're singing two operas at the same time. Do you realize that you are singing two entirely different operas and they are both out of tune? Don't blame me, I didn't write this stuff. <laughs> I actually didn't pick up on, but it's so good because we cause... I love that scene. It is good because we know that Ogden Stars is, you know, actually does conducting for a living yeah. as well, so we know he knows his stuff. I like the fact that uh, as in... Um, the four host seven seventh have their banner, which is the best care. I think it's best care anywhere, is it? And best then, care anywhere. Best care anywhere. And eighty sixty third is, but uh, we never close. Yep. Yeah, which I, I like that. I quite nice. I'm presuming. It's... I didn't even pick up on that, but you're right. I do remember seeing that sign. Yeah, and I'm presuming that when you see the the bug out, that it's actually probably still the mass set, or is it another part that they've they've just kind of knocked us because you don't see a lot of it. You just see kind it's of. It's like probably the mash set. Yeah, I would yeah. assume it's the mash because it looks similar. It does, just with all the tents yeah. missing. Uh, Hawkeye, I, I don't. There's a couple of things that I don't buy. Uh, when Hawkeye gets injured, he suddenly he's got this kind of like injury in his leg. Yeah, I, you know, if it was a mass explosion, you could probably understand why. But he didn't really seem that kind of obvious. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, that's being pernickety. Yeah. Um, I think in this episode, though, and the reason why I probably really appreciate and really like it. Is I think Loretta Swit's acting in this is superb. I think she's the emotion she's going through about uh, the letter from, from, from Donald. You think we'll ever get out of here? I was just going to ask you the same question. I don't like the war, you know. I hate it. I hate the destruction. The stupidity of the waste. The disruption of personal lives. Margaret, what's in the letter? Oh, well, it probably would uh, hand you a laugh, actually. For instance, this is only the beginning. My dear Darlene. Is that your nickname? No. Why is he calling you Darlene? He's not calling me Darlene. He put this letter in the wrong envelope. My dear Darlene. How long it's been since we walked together on the beach at Oahu. I can still see the moonlight splashing on your shoulders and hear the gentle whoosh, whoosh, whoosh of the waves. His last letter to me dealt entirely with a self-loading semi-automatic submachine gun. My letter went clickety, click, click, whereas hers goes whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And splashing moonlight. I know you've heard I married. I'm sure you'd like her. She's competent and a hard worker. She'll make an excellent hostess when we return to the States. All in all, a sturdy woman. Sturdy! Sturdy is nice. Sturdy can be uh, quite... Uh... I mean nothing to him! If I were a half-ton truck, he'd be more lyrical about me. And the worst thing is this stupid woman with the ocean whooshing all over her toes is this minute reading the letter he meant for me. I'm sorry, Margaret, you must really hurt. Hurt? You know what it feels like to give your heart to somebody? To live just for a glimpse of his handwriting in the mail? To lose sight of his picture because you've covered it with lipstick? And then to find out you're sturdy? 
Yeah. Uh, and the way she's screaming at Hawkeye about it all and really letting it get out of the system. He's just fantastic. It's it's such a different... You can see that she's enjoying reading these words. It, and it, you can tell it's an older episode as well because, again, it's a strong feminine, you know, uh, writer yeah. you know, of all that it does. As opposed to Margaret from the first and second series where she's just sort of like, yeah, stiff, upright. This is emotion. And she delivers her lines with such prowess. It's it's really powerful. And it, it, it moved me, actually, when I was watching it. I actually did get quite emotional about it because, again, like we said on the last episode, where she's sort suddenly found this person she's married him and she gets this letter and it's kind of like the most you know the heartbreaking thing to get of, of you know romantic words but not your name on it not you know it's, yes it's really not for you I, I always remembered the uh, the kind of like the end scene where you see them and i, I this is i actually don't like alan alders acting this either where he suddenly starts shouting you know about them stopping the bombing you know stop 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 and they suddenly kiss Yes, I can understand that happening. That's fine. Uh, but I always got my nerves. But I always love the actual line at the end when they're in Potter's office and they say they must be going through hell. That's such a yeah. perfect way to end that episode. Um, yeah. So for, for Lyrita Swit, I, I think I, I really praise this episode just to see her doing some cra- uh, cracking acting. No, I totally agree with you. I mean, this def- this episode was, even though it was written by Alda, is definitely a Lyrita Swit episode. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is the one you submit for Emmy. Yeah, because she was she was amazing in this. Um, I I I I mean I didn't like this episode as much as you did. Hmm. Um, I don't know. It just it was too wordy for me. And I mean, we always figured that these two would get together, you know, because they've always had that love hate kind of relationship. Yeah. And this is this is the episode where it happens. You know, this is it. This is where they cross that line. Hmm. Um. I don't know. Just something about it. It just—it's not. I can't watch it over and over. It's not. Other than Loretta Swit's acting, and I do like—I like everyone's concern back at camp. Yeah. You know, they're all running around trying to figure out what they're doing. And BJ is like really in a panic, which is really cool to see. Yeah. You know, Hawkeye's his best friend. I mean, you do anything if your best friend's in danger and can't find him. Uh, yeah. Apart from go visit him when the war ends. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I never understood. It's like, well, you, it's easy to get, you can drive across the places if you that care about someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More about but, that um... in four years' time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a fine episode. Like you said, you could definitely tell it was an Alan Alden written episode because hmm. he always has powerful speeches and stories and um, lots of passion and emotion. Uh, even if it's not from him, because he I, he can write some amazing stuff for himself. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but he's he's very a, a generous, uh, yes, uh, actor. And this episode shows it. You're oh, yeah, right, because he yeah. gave it all to her. Because hmm. his character, I mean, his character has some good stuff, but it's all her. It's emotional turmoil. Of what she, what is she going to do with her life now? You know, what's going to happen now that she knows that Donald is doing something on the side, hmm. or is he? I mean, it, we don't really know. It wasn't specific um, um i don't know i mean if i got that letter uh, oh I'd be, it, that would be it yeah i, I mean it, i think it's fairly obvious that there's you know something's definitely going yeah. on yeah <laughs> to me i don't yeah, that's why i couldn't tell if that was like in present time or is he saying i remember when this is before margaret then him got married because yeah. he even mentions about the wife you know being sturdy and hmm. and I, so I'm, I'm thinking this is like an old girlfriend he's just reconnecting saying oh you know we had a great time but now i have this sturdy woman 
Mm. You know. Oh yeah, so I didn't. I didn't think about it like that actually. Yeah. You know, that's that's how I read it as. That's why I mean, because she, um, if he was cheating on Margaret, Margaret would go ballistic, which she does, kind of. Yeah. But she's still kind of, I don't know what I'm going to do, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Because she's she's more upset that he called her sturdy. You know. And, yeah, because it's kind of the breakdown of femininity, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Mm. Now, oh, she's reliable. She's you know she'll make a good wife and a, a good mother. You know that that type of thing. He's not he's talking about how passionate and how in love he is with her. It's like oh no, she's a good choice. I made a good choice to be yeah. my wife and you know take care, of, raise my children, stuff like that. Is yeah, how I see. read it. Or yeah, you so, actually now now I'm yeah I kind of see what you mean actually yeah yeah, but um. Yeah, I mean, it was it was an enjoyable episode. I definitely give it a seven, if not an eight. Hmm. Um, but it's one that I, I don't see myself watching over and over again. But like you, this one is sentimental just because I remember it. Yeah. I don't know why I remember it. Maybe because it's it's only two people in the majority of the episode. I think it's also one of those ones as well where um, because it's Hawkeye and Margaret kissing, it's one of those things that are always showed on compilation clips. Yes. Yeah. That maybe that's it because you see, I see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like I said, that's like a pivotal moment in Nash history, are those two hooking up. Because, you know, for six seasons, we've had this tease thing where you're mm. like, oh, they obviously like each other. Or maybe they don't like each other, you know. And then they finally do connect, and, mm. you know, the result is the next episode. And for those so, uh, those listeners who are watching an episode and then uh, listen to the podcast or vice versa, stay tuned for next <laughs> next episode to find out if they carry on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Captain, my chief surgeon and my head nurse are lost behind enemy lines. Don't you think I call to find them? Don't waste time talking to him. Tell him you want to talk to the general. Will you pipe down? Look, Captain, I got the feeling I'm talking to a broken record. Get me General Roberts. You're afraid that's impossible? Try not to be afraid, Captain. You're supposed to be a soldier. Well, when he comes in, I would really appreciate a little jingle on the talking machine. How can they let them wander around behind enemy lines without lifting a finger to help them? They're expecting some action in this area. They don't want to send up a spotter plane for fear it'll tip off the enemy. That's ridiculous. I don't accept that. Well, what are you getting mad at me for? I'm just delivering the message. What did you do the day you were drafted? Shoot the Western Union boy? First, I tipped him. Look, I want somebody to find them. So do I. I want somebody to start looking right now. Stop dogging me, will you? Heel, heel. All right, let's move on to some behind the scenes. I had a really hard time finding some, but I did find a few here. Uh, I'll start us off. When Winchester is complaining about Hawkeye and BJ singing in the shower, Hawkeye replies with, Don't blame me. I didn't write this stuff. In fact, he did write this stuff. Alan Alden uh, has the sole writing credit for this episode. <laughs> That's funny. Nice in joke. Um, yeah. The Korean Patrol uses M71 Valmer Sporter Rifles, a licensed-made copy of the AK series. Ooh, with synthetic stock, a muzzle brake <laughs> removed to be a stand-in for the AK-47s. Oh, it's like, this is almost like the, kind of like the porn version of the National Rifle Association. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this is inaccurate, so everyone calm down, have a shower, because even the Soviet Union and China didn't issue AKs for several years after the end of the Korean War. Yep. Mm. Again, weapons. I don't know what you think a mash or a a war themed series would be better with their weapon selections. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Because yeah. I mean, that's 
a, that's an important thing during the war to make sure yeah. you have yeah. you know time appropriate. That's like doing a civil war with a machine gun. Yeah, it's, I think one of the the most obvious uh, mistakes for that. Oh God, I, I could get shot down for this. <laughs> Literally, um, was uh, was uh, Oddball's tank in uh, Kelly's Heroes. I believe that's a. That's something like a tank that was issued for, for either for Korea or for Vietnam or something. Oh. It wouldn't be very Vietnam, but I mean, you know, for later on, uh, yeah, yeah it's uh, <laughs> easy yeah. in Germany. Yeah. That's yeah, that's just like a blatant big mistake. Oh. Yeah, yeah. All right, we have another fun fact here. Gilbert and executive producer Gene Reynolds were against the canned laughter. Unfortunately, CBS knew of no other way to present a 30-minute comedy, <laughs> which is, I love the comedy in quotes. In quotes, yeah. yeah MASH yeah. isn't quite a full comedy there. No. Uh, Gilbert and Reynolds did manage to get the network to agree to take out the laugh track during the scenes in the operating room, and as the seasons progressed, the track got quieter and quieter. In the UK, the BBC omitted the laugh track entirely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, uh, I've, I've never known. Uh, Matt, really? Yeah, with a laugh track. From, Have you from seen episodes one. with laugh track though? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, because okay. I've watched it when uh, because on the DVD um, you get They're the optional. option to turn off the laugh track, um, but I didn't, I, I didn't know that, and then it came out and it was this awful laughter, <laughs> and it kill, it kills the comedy. But what I Everything. like about that is the fact that. The quote here is about CBS knew of no other way to present a 30 minute comedy. It's like you're a TV production studio. <laughs> oh, but that's your job to know how to make TV. Oh, my well, but, God. But, but back in this back in the 70s when this was made, you know, this yeah. was a comedy and comedies have laugh tracks. It's supposed to be funny. You know, yeah, but it's just come on. Someone must have known. Somebody must there must maybe a junior or the you know the guy who makes the tea uh, <laughs> should have known that. You know what? Why don't we try this new thing? You know, we've only been on air for like thirty years. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, I mean, we just one step away from having a wah 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 at the end of a, <laughs> at the end of a, a surgery scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. This place is a handyman's delight. A real fixer-upper. I'm not staying in here. It's a perfect target. Margaret, some forward observer is probably using this hut as a registration point. He's not going to destroy his own benchmark. That's right. I didn't know you knew anything military. I learned it at the movies. Abbott and Costello meet Hitler. I just don't want to walk around out there while it's raining artillery shells. Stay where you are. I'll be back in a minute. You're not going out there. Hard to believe, isn't it? You just said it was raining artillery shells. I'll run between the drops. I'm coming with you. Oh, no. Every time we try to do something together, we have a 20-minute debate about it. I won't argue with you. Let's go. Just make sure you keep low. Lower. I'll dig a tunnel. You know absolutely nothing about soldiering. I do not want to discuss my every breath with you. I'm not saying a word. Good. I'm not a Beninsky. Do it your way. Go by yourself. Thank you. But keep low. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And if you're enjoying this podcast and want to make a donation, it would be much appreciated. You can either go to our main website and there is a PayPal button, 
or you can go to patreon.com slash geekyfanboy. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash geekyfanboy, and you can become a monthly donator to our podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I think Meds enjoyed this a little bit more than me, but we both, it was definitely a good episode. Definitely a Margaret strong episode. Yeah, definitely. And that's got to be a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Have you heard anything yet? I've been ready to pounce on that telephone for the past two hours. Not a jingle. If only we could get some news. Any news. You boys better get some sleep. We're going to miss him in a wire tomorrow. I can't sleep. I keep expecting him to walk through the door. I've said an entire novena in one night. I guess we'll just have to wait. Well, I'm sure they're all right. They must be going through hell out there. That was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Mash fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So, if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Uh, it's, getting to, it's, it's almost getting to that stage now where we'll be saying uh, directed by Alan Alder, written by Alan Alder, <laughs> on Alan Alder. <laughs> yeah. Um,